Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Work Tapes. This is a podcast where we tear apart songs. Why was the song written? What's it about? What's the context and emotion behind it? Where were you at the time? What were you going through? How did certain lines come to you? What's the inspiration? How long did it take to write? I'm Brandon Carswell, and I'm fascinated with songwriting and how songs are built from the ground up. It's easy to hear a full production song on the radio and dismiss its origin story. I want to hear the rough draft of a song or the work tapes. I want to explore the very beginning of how songs that move us and make us move are born. Used to be so close Now you're a million miles away Thinking about your face And the laughter that we share I bought you a bouquet Oh, but it died in the decay And I'm trying to find a way With the lights of red today Stuck behind the blues Stuck thinking about you And I'm ready to come down Oh please take me now Cause I'm stuck behind the blues Are we too far gone? I guess I don't need the answer Welcome to Work Tapes. This is um, our 21st episode, first episode of the new year. And we have Mae Simpson. Um, hey. Is, is, is it, is it like, okay, so the band name is your name, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, teach them right. Full, but it is a full band. Yes. It's a okay. seven piece band. Seven piece band. That's a lot of band. That's a lot of band. And they That's all listen to me too. Whoa. <laughs> She's cracking the whip over there. Um, it's my day off. Also, I should be getting a little break right now. Yeah. We also have uh, Yogi and, and you play guitar in the band. Is that right? Yep. Yep. I play guitar. And, yeah, it's also a great a writer. Cool. Great. Um, so the reason that I got connected with you guys is through Chris Mara. Um, I've known Chris for a while and have done some work with him and you guys did. Did you guys do a whole record with him or was it just a song or what? Uh, that was an EP. So okay. yeah. Our second EP. Did you make it back? Yeah. Yeah. I love Chris. Chris is great. So he did an episode of the podcast and we talked about the song, uh, keeping on my feet, which you guys were kind enough to let us use, uh, for that episode. But he spoke very highly of you and what a cool song. That was a great song and a great episode to do and feature kind of what, Chris does as a producer. Um, 
Yeah, we love Chris. He does. He is really, really, really fantastic, and he knows he really what he's is. doing. He knows how to bring it out of you. He's very kind. I haven't worked with him on the production side, but he's engineered a couple of my projects, and I just love. I don't know. Have you guys gone there and worked there? Or he came to you. Yeah, he came to us. Okay, so we cool. haven't yet got down to Nashville, but we really, really hope to. So, man, that that studio has just got some magic in it. It's really fun to be in there and working. So I hope you guys can do that. Um, yeah, he told us that we could sleep on his floor if we needed. So it's a big place. You you have room for seven hundred people in there, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just make forts. Um, I'm down. Yeah, there's a slide in there. You could sleep in the slide. There's a slide in there. There's a slide. Chris, you didn't tell me there was a slide in there. I hope you listen to this. Mm-hmm. Better call me. It's um, it's a fun. I went down it once, and I don't know if I'll do it again. But scared you was, that much, did it? Well, it just left me on my butt, you know, <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a great place. Um, so where are you you guys are based out of Minneapolis? Yep, I'm based out of Minneapolis. Um, the band is. I was originally born in South Carolina. So. Okay. So when did you go? up there um to here to yeah. minneapolis yeah um it was a weekend whim with my best friend who said that um she was moving to minneapolis and then i was like i'm not doing anything so i'll go <laughs> and, you stayed. and so i just did on a weekend whim and uh i didn't know the band then it took about uh about three or four years before i, I start putting this together yeah and yeah had you had you been doing music on your own in south carolina this is the part that Yogi really <laughs> loves. <laughs> um, well, I've lived in like eight different states. So um, I spent a lot of my time in uh, Nebraska area for like mm-hmm. high school and stuff. And I actually started off in rap. Really? What That's was your awesome. name, May? What did you go by? <sighs> you just love this, don't you? I love it. Um, I went by talent and I still have it tattooed on me today. No regrets. <laughs> yes. Um. That's amazing. So did yeah. you, did you, we won't harp on this too long. Did you write your own beats and do the whole thing by yourself? Um, I wrote my own lyrics and melodies. I did not write my own beats. No, I okay. did not do that. I wasn't okay. that good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's super interesting because everybody starts uh, somewhere, first of all. And yeah. how old were you though at that time? I was like 18, 19. And then I okay. did that. I mean, I was doing that when I moved up here. So I was I stopped rapping. <laughs> I was like, I want to say like 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. And then I picked up the guitar and I really was horrible at it. Really, really bad. I'm still not that great at it, but I've come a long way. So I started off in rap. Hey, and you know what? If you were to search some of my rap stuff, you would be super oppressed and you would be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's talent. That's <laughs> 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 exactly that's talent right there. yes yes uh, i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna find it maybe 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 not you know it was in the past we'll it's a little me we'll see um were you mostly rapping or singing or i was both? doing both. both i would rap in every okay. single one of them and i would sing the hooks oh cool well yeah. you can freaking slay it you're a great singer thank you i appreciate that like a powerhouse singer yeah, I think it's kind of funny how I've changed over the years as far as starting off in rap and then all of a sudden I'm <laughs> really pushing it out there as far as singing. So I've come a long way in that journey 
which makes me feel really good about where I am today and how much I've learned and been able to soak in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all that stuff teaches you and grows you. And, um, I don't know anybody in music further down the line in their career that didn't start somewhere that they're not, you know what I mean? Like if, yeah. you're, if you're staying static in the same place, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You've got to, even some of the biggest bands in the world don't sound anything like they did when they started. And they yeah. maybe they lose people over that, or lose fans over that sometimes, but you know, you have to be true to what you're writing and what's inside of you to do. So that's good. That's totally great. agree with that. So you moved to Minneapolis and then how did you find seven people to get behind what you wanted to do next? Well, um, how I got, uh, let's just start off at the beginning. I found Romy Rome, who's my percussionist. Um, okay. And I just started doing some small acoustic shows with him. And then I was like, you know, I really need a guitarist because, you know, I just want to focus on the singing part of it and writing. And then he found Mr. Yogi, who we have today, um, yeah. who is my guitarist. And then, uh, you know, I think Yogi can go a little bit more into this, but I don't think he was really looking for much of anything. But No, me and... Yeah, me and Romy had been in groups before. And so I'd actually reached out to Romy and was like, I just want something because I had a couple other projects I was doing and was just like, I want something to gig out like once or twice a month to just make a little bit of extra cash and nothing yeah. that I was going to care about really, you know, I mean, care about it, but not like go full in on it. And mm -hmm. yeah, I got hooked up with those two and it was like instant, like this is something cool. Yeah. 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 And so we made up songs for like two months, just playing shows, just making songs up. And then we started writing and the writing was just so easy. Um, and I always, I'd looked at Romy and I said, I always wanted like a band with horns in it. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Craigslist <laughs> wow. and I found two really fantastic horn players that like, you know, were, were the real deal. Yeah. And I uh, had them over for practice one day. And the first time I ever had my saxophone player, I ended up having this drummer too, who turned out to be not <laughs> good. And it was really creepy, <laughs> but um, I was glad to have Keaton come back a second time, which I didn't think he would. So then I all of a sudden had two horn players. Um, and then we found my original drummer, David, rest in peace, um, who I worked with. And he came along and we started jamming out at Yogi's house. And at that time, we had our third show, which was at the Turf Club, our third show, which was wild. Our first show was at a yoga studio. I don't understand, <laughs> but it was fine. Um, and that's where we found David, who was I our bass player. I played at a bowling alley one time when I was a teenager. So, See, yeah. that's legit. People still play at bowling alley. Wait, where was that place that we played, May? It was like a champs or some sports <laughs> bar, and it was weird. <laughs> it was well, definitely a sports a bar. bar. Imagine seven people in a, a tiny can space. Yeah. Like it was, we were sardines. Yeah. And like people were there with like their little kid families and like we played to kids and stuff, but it was like, this was like grandma's birthday kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden you got us playing music next to you and it was weird. That was the first and last time we did that one. So we go to the turf club. We play the show. We kill it. Um, I mean, we think we're cool, but <laughs> our bass player, David, um, got coaxed into going to our show because yeah. he had never heard us before and he just going for the booze. And then he heard one of our songs. What was it that he heard? Was it don't, don't or was mm -hmm. it train? One of them. And he was like, I got to play for that band. So he hits us up after the show and 
I was like, yeah, you can come in for like a tryout. Yeah. <laughs> we had been trying people out. And of course, at that time, you want to be like, cool, right. even though you might not be. So he came in for a tryout and he had written already parts to songs that they were just perfect. And it was just like, we knew we needed David. So that's really kind of the story of how everybody got involved. Now, the reasons why everybody stayed, Jorgen, you can take that one. <laughs> why did everybody stay? Oh, it's just been a, it's been such a fun ride. Like I came in, like I said, I came into it with no expectations of what this was. And it's kind of like taken off into this something that I don't think any of us ever expected it would be. And it's just been just a lot of fun to, um, yeah, be on the journey with everybody and, we're in the process of writing, you know, a bunch more music right now with winter and everything. And it's just so it's everything in the group has always just come so naturally with all of us playing together and writing together and performing together that it's just been, it's been like a blink of an eye where how long has it been? Um, we just hit four years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we wait, actually, technically that we had a COVID year, right? So was it five Mm. Yogi? No, 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 it's no. Four still? It, yeah, okay. I think the COVID year yeah. was one of the years in there. But. What did you guys do during the, when things were locked down? Oh, a bunch of really, really bad live streams. It, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. we are not a live stream band. Like, if that happens again, we're not live streaming anything. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody literally hit me up and they were like, hey, can I use this video for whatever they were trying to use it for? And I looked mm-hmm. at the video and I'm like, why would you ever want to do that to me? <laughs> it was just horrible. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we wrote a lot. Um, and honestly, that was, I hate to say it like this, but COVID was really good for mental health and trying to get back on track and figuring yeah. out what you're doing uh, and what goals you have and, and really sitting down and writing stuff. So yeah, we yeah. came out of that COVID interim really heavy, really hard. And we had a great summer. And now we're going back into, you know, writing. Yeah. When we were, you know, we were worried with the whole COVID of like, what's it going to be like afterwards? Like we're on a good trajectory. Are we going to lose all that momentum? Is anybody Mm going to care? You know? And it was like, so this last year, you know, in January, this time last year, we were all kind of like, who knows what's going to happen? Is this, you know, is this thing still going to be rolling down the tracks? And yeah, it was really great for us. So yeah. Yeah. It seems like I was adamant on that though. Yeah. Yeah. They seem, people seem like they're excited to get back out and do, go to shows and do the whole thing. So, yeah, I I agree with you, man. I think it was good for kind of resetting and writing. I did a lot of like remote recording. Um, I would just record vocals and send them over to my producer guy, and then he would do stuff and send them back. And it was kind of like, it was interesting because I've never done that before, but, so it was kind of a good learning thing. Like we don't have to completely shut down, you know, music. We can keep right. it going somehow, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah. The live thing was a uh, super bummer. Um, so that's cool. You guys have been together four years and when you, so let's go into like writing a little bit. You have seven people in the band. Do you guys write as a band ever or do you come in with ideas and then, this is where it gets interesting yeah. Um, because it happens in a lot of different ways. And I honestly think it sets us apart as a band. Um, so it comes in like I have a song idea and I've already structured it. What I need is a vibe and then I bring it to the guys and then they make this great vibe 
or Jorgen pretty much has a song already written. He brings it in, kind of tells us how it goes. Um, and then we kind of take away, we put back together, we take away, we put back together. I would say the usual writers in the group is Jorgen and I. Um, we're definitely the main writers. But I do truly see it as a collective just because, you know, we're all kind of putting uh, our energy and different sounds and stuff in it. But if we were looking at the writer aspect of it, it would probably be Jorgen and I that are bringing most of the skeletal yeah. first entrums to the space. Do you have to hold those pretty loosely, though, when you take it in? Because, because you know, like you can write lyrics and things and then somebody comes along with this cool changeover or whatever and it doesn't fit what you wrote, but oh, you like that's, it kind of thing. Well, or, if I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you like it. Jorgen is so much better at that than me because like sometimes I get in the mindset if I really care about the song yeah. and it needs to stay on that vision, yeah. I will be a stickler about it where I might not know what I want you to play, but I know it's not that. And these guys are so they're so good at like yeah. just understanding that. Jorgen, I don't know how he does it, but he doesn't really get emotionally attached to any song that he makes. So he's like, yeah, sure, whatever can change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but usually I will say this about Jorgen's writing. Usually I never want to change anything because it's that good. Hmm. Well, thanks. Yeah, no, I always tell her, you know, that she can change you know, any of the lyrics and surprise. <laughs> She's such a great lyricist. So I'm like, you could definitely come up with something better than this, but it usually ends up working, you know, the way it comes in. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the third way that we write too then is we'll just be hanging out and somebody will start playing something and, you know, some, we'll just all be like, what's that? And we'll start going with it. And May will kind of, gets in this director mode. She's like, okay, yeah. And then here you do this. Like, you know, yeah. she's May's not only good at hooks and lyrics, but she's good at like, just having the ideas for like the changes and the vibes and like, okay, you know, like she can come up with like cool horn lines and just kind of like, you know, hum them off to people and then we'll like gravitate towards that and stuff. So. And that's the, really that's easy. a big yeah. thing is like, I can't technically tell you what you need to play, but I'll make sounds with my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to tell you what needs to go where. So you didn't get, May, you didn't get uh, into music on a technical side. Is that right? No, no, so not how at all. Did you, I'm kind of rewinding a little bit. How did you find out or know that you wanted to do it in the first place when you were younger? Um, My mom used to sing Patsy Cline to me all the time. And she had this wonderful, wonderful voice. And she used yeah. to tell me all the time that um, my grandma and grandpa were in a bluegrass band and all this. And, I never really pieced that anything together. The only thing that it really sticks out in my head was I used to be on the swing and I used to make up songs. And this yeah. is when I was like in kindergarten. So every, all the little girls and little boys would come over and they would say, make up a song, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. that's what I, that's my first memory of like thinking about music. It wasn't honestly until I started rapping that I was like, maybe I have something. And then right. you hit another uh, point in your life where you pick up a guitar. Well, yeah. maybe I have something. Um, and then when I hit this band, honestly, when I really wanted to put this together, that's when I realized truly that I really had something. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a while. I, I mean, sometimes I think it's um, that never stops that maybe I have something kind of line kind of rolls in your head forever. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> you know? we get so, uh, you know, self-conscious of if we're good or not, or do we have what it takes kind of stuff and, you know, creative people just uh, maul over that until they're nearly dead. 
we're constantly beating ourselves up. (laughs) Always, always. It's so so easy to focus on what we should be doing better instead of being like, wow, we really did that really, you know? Yeah. Even the most fun shows were like, wow, we should have done this. We could have done that. And it's like, we just slayed that. Yeah. And then you're always comparing yourself to everyone else. And it's just like a, yeah, like, but you're, you're who you are. So like, this is your lane and it's okay to be that at this time. And uh, and I think if you can lean you into that, you know, because it's like, that's really what makes you, you your music you is, or your art you is, it's never going to stop being yours. And I think we always see it and we want it to be somebody else's art. Oh yeah. Cause well, my art's not good enough or I want my art to be this other thing. And it's like hard for us to like, well, my art is my art because of what I do to it. Absolutely. I, if I can lean into that, you know, that's more true to myself. I think it's the hardest thing is defining what uh, success is to each individual person because success could be making a great album that you feel good about. Success could be making a great album that a million Spotify listeners think is great. Mm -hmm. It it is defining that. And unfortunately, I think for a lot of artists, we're never going to be able to define that and we're never going to stop chasing how much better we could do and how much sure. better we could be. That's just who we are. That's within us. Yeah. The thing that I know for sure is that if I, if I stop doing it all together, then I'm not okay. So as long as I'm <laughs> doing it, I think that that's a, that's a good wave to ride. You're just doing the right keep, thing. <laughs> yeah. Just keep doing it. Um, yeah. Well, let's get into this song. Um, um, Stuck behind the blues. You guys, did you guys release this last year or this past year? 2021 2021 right? yeah yeah as a single yeah um so maybe you can just start us at the very beginning where did it come from go ahead yogi uh me and my wife went out to sushi and we were driving home and i was stuck at a red light and it just <laughs> that just stuck behind the blue stuck thinking about you just like came to my head and like we got yeah. home and it's like it's a date night and i apologize but i gotta get this out right now and so i went and <laughs> yeah pretty much had Pretty much had the, you know, like May said, the basic structure of it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, brought it in to the band, I think to uh, drums and bass first, you know, because if I can get them on board, then it's easier to palette to everybody else of like, this is what the idea is, instead of like trying to explain the idea all at once to everybody. Yeah. Kind of, you know, bring them in at times. And so, yeah, then gave the lyrics to to May, said, do whatever you want with them. And yeah, she liked them. And we got to the bridge part and she's like, do something like this. And yeah. we're like, okay, funky. Okay, you know? And then, yeah. And that was it. Yeah. It was yeah, stuck at a red light. Yeah. That's I always cool. thought, and this is really goes to say like Jorgen really is a great writer. I didn't want to change the lyrics. So I think the majority of those lyrics, I literally didn't touch. I yeah. think the bridge I did. Yep. But okay. that's just making up words <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Um, I do remember, um, stuck behind the blues and and I feel like I did the whole humming thing when it came to the bridge. I was like, mm-hmm. do that something yeah. <laughs> but to be able to do that and for these guys to understand what I'm trying to say and just yeah. build around that, I mean, that's just insane to me because unfortunately I can't do it. I just hear it. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't I don't think I changed any of the lyrics at all, did I, Yogi? I think you changed the end of one of the lines to something else that I really liked. And then of course the bridge lyrics like really tied the whole song together, in my opinion of like putting the bow on. Uh, what are the bridge lyrics? 
wrestle the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know that I got this feeling. Got to keep on moving on. Wrestle the stars is a cool line. Got me yeah. All right. Love the way you made me, made feel, me feel, darling. Feel. I am so, so for real. real. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It's a lot. I don't even remember my lyrics half the time. So, well, because yeah. she had said she had said, know. Fun, you know, like do it funky, and it like gets to this aggressive thing, and so it's like, I think the bridge lyrics didn't even come till we were recording the song, and it was kind of like if this is like the part where you're like the rest of the song is like this, like you're kind of telling the other person of like you know this is the situation how it's gotten to this point, but that bridge part is really the like you know the cry the the last your last cry for them kind of thing yeah. or the last like this is the last emotional thing, you know? So, and I don't even, I honestly don't even think I wrote those lyrics until we were in studio because that's such an emotional capture for me. Honestly, a lot of my lyrics really are. I mean, um, the other song that we did in studio, I just made up all the lyrics that day. So it is an emotional capture for me, um, that I do really, really well at. I can sit down and write the lyrics, which I usually do, but there is something about being emotionally invested in a moment and sometimes you make the best lyrics. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and even some of the songs that we're doing right now, she's like, because, you know, we have the vibe and she's got like the hook and stuff. And then she'll be like, you making up like verses and whatnot. And we're like just cutting demos of them so we can listen back and start like, you know, really working them out or whatever. And she's all like, I'm going to make up lyrics for this. You know, we got to like tell the story and stuff. It's like most of the stuff that you said in the song is already pretty good. So maybe right. it's refining some of that. But yeah, that emotion, that, first initial spark or being in that moment and capturing that that's the real magic of do you write do you guys write more from um like uh an actual experience you went through or would you say you make stuff up or both i personally find it hard to just make stuff up which i'm actually kind of trying to work on yeah um so i would say all of my writing is basically personal experience right um i, I wish i could write a story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm working on right now honestly and it's you know it's it's difficult because i just have such an emotional connection sure. i don't want to be fake but it's not but yeah. you know it's that block in your head kind of a deal and it's yeah. it's hard to get past that too because i'm more of like a story kind of guy like suck behind the blues wasn't like necessarily my personal experiences sometimes that's like embodying somebody i know is like experience of what they're going through and trying to yeah. put myself in their shoes but definitely in the beginning of my songwriting, like writing songs and being like, you know, what is what's not what's my now wife going to think about this if I'm, you know, talking, mm-hmm. to, you know, or these things. Oh, that's that, a real thought. Yeah. You know, of like that, of like, you know, I'm trying to like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like you feel like you have to be less honest sometimes in your writing. No, it's this weird thing of like, you can be more honest when you're like, it doesn't necessarily have to be about me. If I can like take myself out of the equation, then I can be more honest in that. I don't know. It's weird. I think Jason Isbell had a good thing of like, to get to that point where you can like write from another person's perspective and not just be your own perspective. Yeah. 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 Start to encompass a lot more than that, you know? Yeah. And it's really just like, um, thinking of your listener. And how you can connect with them, right? Like Johnny Cash did that pretty well. What a good story kind of writer. Yeah. Like yeah. where, you know, when he wrote Folsom Prison, he'd never been to prison. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. you know, but he connected with so many people through writing that story. Step into the world of power 
loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And potentially help those people, which I think is really cool. John Prine, another one that could just yeah, come up with this, yeah. just, you know, There's just so a many. way of being yeah. so all encompassing of like anybody's situation. And we're even like going back right now with the songs that May's been bringing to us and stuff. And like the other day we were kind of listening back. She's like, what does this lyric mean to you? And between you, even just three of us in the band, it's like, oh, well, that lyric meant this to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So like finding those things, finding and writing a way that's just big enough that it can be mean mm-hmm. anything to anybody, but still poignant enough that it has some kind of direction. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I feel like at the end of the day for me, because I'm still on this emotional kick for music, that it really is selfishly about me, right? Yeah. So to put myself in other people's shoes is so difficult, but it's also like something that you absolutely have to learn yeah. because my story is not going to reach as many people if I don't understand um, other people's life. Um, not even understand right. it, but just be able to speak in a way that they also feel understood. Now, we've had... So many people say, oh, my God, this song speaks to my life. This song is my life. And you're not thinking that when you're creating the song. But that's the beauty of music. One thing that you say doesn't mean that other people aren't going to understand you or relate to that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think there's like a um, like for me. I used to write more story driven songs because I don't I'm not someone who likes to necessarily open up. and get super vulnerable, especially the people I don't know. And, and songwriting is like the most vulnerable thing I do, I think. And so a lot of my early stuff was, you know, story driven, but I think that if you can open yourself up and lend yourself to be more vulnerable, you're probably going to connect with more people because the honesty comes right yeah. up. It just like dumps in their lap and they're like, Oh, I know exactly what this is about for me. And that's, that's what, that's what it's about for me now. But um, there's a it's cool connecting, line. Yeah? yeah, there's a really cool line in this song uh, that I assume Yogi wrote, but uh, chasing after a dream or a ghost, which I think is, there's kind of a lot to unpack in there. And you, you're you saying you made it up, but that's, that's a big Well, line. you know, I mean, it's all, <laughs> you know, but also aspects of my life too, right? Exactly, yeah. Past, a past, you know, lover of like, you mm-hmm. know, or like, you have you even your current partner, you build it up of like who this person could be or should mm. be or what I want them to be. But is that them? You know, is this just an imagination that I have? You know, right. right. You know, so that's kind of where that line came from. Is, yeah. Yeah. And the whole song is kind of around that whole 
vibe. Like, uh, you're stuck in, in the blues. I mean, you're stuck in sadness. You're stuck in, um, chasing a ghost, something you can't actually capture anymore. And that's, I think that's something that anyone who's ever, um, gosh, you don't have to lose love to experience that, but I was going to say anybody who's lost love, uh, but really you can still be in the middle of it because people change as they're together and, Mm -hmm. uh, all of that kind of stuff. And you feel like you can't grab hold of anything. Yeah. And that in a song I think is great. And, and I like, I really like songs that are really up tempo and sad at the same time. I think it's a cool dynamic. It's something that's always been interesting to me and the opposite songs that sound sad, but the lyrics are kind of happy. I love that, uh, that dynamic. Um, So maybe you guys can speak a little bit to where the music part of this came from and how that process came to be. Cause if you wrote this song at a red light, did you have music in mind in your brain or you're just coming up with lyrics? It was just kind of that, you know, like, yeah, it was, I, before anything else, I kind of heard the drums in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that kind of beat of just that driving kind of, and like slappy snare kind of thing. And that's when I got home and try to figure out the chords for it. And yeah, the rest or whatever, you know, and the bass too was like really to, just that related driving thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, usually lyrics and kind of at least it's weird. I don't usually write. And actually, me and a couple of the other members are kind of at each other about this right now is that I don't really write from that melodic harmonic position as much as like that driving rhythmical aspect, okay. aspect on top of the lyrics is kind of what I hear in my head most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have something to add to that, May? As far as the music, <laughs> a music of this song, like I, I'm, I'm really interested. I've never been in a band that had seven people, maybe four or five at most. Well, so, I mean, it, it takes a lot, right? Because he has, um, you know, he pretty much had it down, right? But mm-hmm. you're also talking about seven members that all stick a claim in this song. Right. They have to, yeah, because that's what we do. Um, the beauty about it is that no matter what, it gets flushed out within the band. And I yeah. think that says a lot to the people that we have in the band because we're not telling them what parts they need to make. We're not writing it out for them. They came up with those parts pretty much on their own. I mean, Jorgen gave them the chords. This is pretty much how I want it to feel. Yeah. Um, but you've got to put in your own talent and expertise in that area. Um and I think as all encompassing when you put the music behind it and the energy that is able to be captured within it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of just think it's amazing. Like somebody can have an idea and have it pretty much planned out, but he's not telling you what to play, but you still capture what he's feeling. Like that right. is talent to me. Yeah. Um, and this band, um, they're pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so right now we'll listen to the demo.
much going on with the horns. So do you guys demo everything like that? On the phone? Yeah, like as the band, like as a whole band, or does a song, or will you demo a song with like just you and guitar and then bring it in? Yeah, depends. Depends. Because if I, if Jordan and I work together one night and we're like, hey, I want to settle this song out, I want it to be in a certain way, um, you know, I want to make sure I go through the process of understanding my concept because we have done that before and then that concept just goes away and then you just, kind of feel unfulfilled <laughs> with right. what, what happens. So um, recently what we do is if we're making the song at practice or whatever we're doing, we'll make it together and then we will make sure we get a recording of it. Yeah. If we're making the song and it's Jorgen and I, we'll get it down and then we'll bring a couple extra people in. They'll get it down and then we'll bring it to the whole band. Um, and right now, you know, before recording our album, like we really – put these into different categories we get them into a demo box once they're into the demo box we go into the breakdown box yeah bunch of boxes basically yeah and that's that's set up a little different right now like at at our studio space it's set up so we're like multi-tracking not isolated multi-tracking but we're multi-tracking all the instruments you know so now we can go back we can mute stuff we can you know kind of start to piece apart like okay how do we like work on it after that so So, that's kind of how you guys structure the song before you even go play it live well that depends (laughs) (laughs) because especially in the beginning in the beginning years it would be may on stage (laughs) looking at us because we've got a long gig and we've got like five songs that we've played together and just looks over and said make something up (laughs) and so we're like i'm gonna start a b minor i guess and so like Take it yeah. off, and actually, I think some of our some of our songs have, were just made on stage. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, know. yeah, because I still make up lyrics to some of the songs that we play <laughs> on stage. You know, I think there's. I love doing that. I mean, now that we have a whole bunch of songs, we don't really have to do it. But I love sitting back and saying, "Make up a song," because. Do you feel like you have more freedom on stage because there's six people behind you? No, I just. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Would you feel more nervous to be alone up there? Well, that's actually true. I guess I would feel a little bit more nervous, but I'll still yeah. just like belt so like people yeah. attach themselves to that and not my guitar playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and I'll just agree with that because if it's like me, May, like we'll make stuff up all day. But yeah. what you add in, the more people are like, the songs will go here or on the spot. And so mm-hmm. it's like trying to like coordinate with everybody plus like, you know, follow May, but still be like, quarterly and like together with six other people or whatever. So it's obviously a selfish act from me. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) No, because we still even do like little acoustic gigs and a lot of those are still, you know, May's like, give me this and we'll just start playing. And you know, that's, it's still fun to do that. What are y'all's biggest musical influences? We'll start with you, May. (sighs) <sighs> this question it's such a hard question for me i don't usually ask it I, honestly i usually forget to ask it but i i kind of want to know where your vocal chops came from oh okay so I, well i know that but somebody inspired something Someone. i will say this like I, I actually truly have trouble with this question because i didn't really attach to anyone period yeah but after thinking about things and just kind of remembering what I grew up on. It's definitely a Patsy Cline. Yeah. Um, it's definitely Tina Turner. 
Yeah. I would say Bruce Springsteen as well. Um, and, you know... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Temptations, you know, this is definitely like. Little, little, little Richard. I mean, all those old school. Like, I feel like I was yeah. born in the wrong time. Big vocals. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Very, very big. So I think that's kind of where I got my influences from. If I really attach to one of them, I don't. It's honestly, it's the feeling behind what they're sure. doing. I can yeah. tell that they're really invested by feeling. And that's what I attach myself to. Right. Gotcha. What about yeah. you, Yogi? Um, the only reason I started playing music is because my friends had a punk rock band and they needed a guitar player. So, and I loved punk rock and, you know, my early teens. And so I was like, yeah, "Yeah, let's do this. And so that's where it originally began. And then I think everybody's music's journey, I, at least I hope everybody's music journey has expanded more than just what they listened to in high school. Cause I've listened to just about everything now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely started in the punk rock and that energy, that feeling. We're not really good at playing. I mean, they are, but it's more of capturing the feeling instead of being like a virtuoso at my instrument. Sure, yeah. You what know? punk, so what I, punk were you into then? Oh, yeah. I, you know, and I, I still really love Operation IV, Misfits, mm-hmm. Rancid, that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Halloween comes around and I start to spin <laughs> Misfits for the month. I don't listen to punk rock like a lot anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Outcome... Out, out comes the wolves or out came the wolves or whatever the album was called rancid was is still really good yeah man that works that's yeah. cool what do you guys have coming up you said you're writing a bunch right now is that right yeah we're writing um for our album which is hopefully going to come out sometime next year maybe i guess we'll see um mm-hmm. uh we have yeah i mean we have we still have some shows that we're going to be doing in chicago and madison and and here um, but really our focus right now is really making sure that these songs are ready. And I've always yeah. been the kind of person that like, it's not unhappy with the end product, but it's like you sit on that song for three months and then you have 9 million other ideas right. that can go into that song. So nice. just being able to process the song in a way that allows you to make sure that what you're putting out is exactly what you want. I was just talking to someone the other day, how I get tired of, like I'll record something and then you have to wait to release it. And then I get tired of the thing we recorded and I'm, I'm already onto the next thing and wanting to be excited and push that. And I haven't even released this other thing. That's and a good those, place to be. And those are all <laughs> tired songs to me and, but no one else has heard them. And I have to remember. Exactly. That and that's one of our things too, is we get excited as a group, we write a song and then the next show we're like, we should be playing this new song. And yeah. like, we just released a single. We should probably be promoting that and maybe saving this for later. But 
Yeah. Yeah. We get excited. But you've heard that single 500 times. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's also a weird thing too, because you want to be able to test your songs out on the crowd. Mm -hmm. But also when you're trying to release music where nobody's heard it, I mm -hmm. mean, you kind of kind of roll the dice at that point and just yeah. really try to make the best song you can. That's true. That's true. Um, well, cool. Uh, hopefully you guys could come to Nashville and do some shows or record or do something. Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know the spots out there. We'll mm -hmm. bring you up here. It's, um, you can come play almost anywhere. It's just, uh, it's just sitting here waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll be down there at some point for sure. I've already got my eyes on it for sure. Maybe we could hit up, uh, uh, Mara and do a showcase in the studio. That'd be fun. Yeah. That would be fun, actually. That would be cool because he's done. I think they've done a couple of things like that. I mean, it's kind of like limited capacity because it's not actual venue, but um, I know they've done like listening parties and stuff there. So that would be that would actually be kind of cool. Do you guys ever do sets that are a little more like laid back, or can you? <laughs> we definitely can. I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, we do broken down shows with two or three pieces. We yeah. opened for Dermot Kennedy as a two-piece. Okay. Do you know who that is? I don't. He's the bomb. You should check him out. I will. Um, I, and, I wasn't familiar with him either. And like May got the offer and she was like freaking out. And I was like. Because he's like literally huge. He um, is pretty big. After like, and then going and dig, I was like, oh, this, he's actually really good. He, I think he's from Ireland. Uh, yeah, Ireland. Ireland. Okay. Yeah. No, great song. You know, great acoustic songwriter great production on this stuff so we were able to open for him at the Fillmore. so yeah i was excited and plus he's one of my favorite artists mm -hmm. um uh what was i just gonna say <laughs> no well, we, can, we can do laid back stuff once yeah. in a while but we also get and by we i mean may gets carried away and she rides that energy of the crowd so yeah you give her a little bit and then our shows aren't chill anymore <laughs> we're dancing around and flipping head that is true i well, do that'd be a cool dynamic too if it's a broken down set and you still have big vocals it's still it's still cool it's the only way i can do it i and honestly i've tried to settle my vocals down a little bit in certain situations where we are at some place Jinx. where it's acoustic yeah. <laughs> but i seriously I don't know what it is, but I, I cannot contain it. Like I have to make sure that you understand and I have yeah. to get your attention. And yeah. it's so weird, but I am working on just like right now I'm really into the Lumineers and Mount Joy yeah. and I really love what they're doing vocally. And I want to be able to make songs that really stay on that line too, while yeah. I'm telling a story where not everything is at a million degrees, um, but I'm able to still get my point across. Yeah. It can still be a million degrees and be settled. Though. That's the, I mean, that's yeah. the that's two that's, extremes and it's, yeah. they're both needed, but yeah. I want to cool. sit right in the middle every now and then. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> 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 yeah. I like what you guys are doing. I think it works. I think it's cool. I think everyone should go where, where can people go find you guys? So you can find us on Facebook, May Simpson Music, M-A-E Simpson Music. Um, yeah, M-A-E. And then MaySimpsonMusic.com. Twitter, um, Instagram is at May Simpson Music. So everything is just May Simpson Music. My May name. Simpson Music. <laughs> it's easy to find, I, I assure you all. Um, and you're streaming all the things. How many records do you all have out? 
We have two uh, EPs right now. Okay. One was released in 2020 or 2019. Jorgen? 2019 was the first. Okay. Wait, 2019, yeah, and then it must have been 2020 for the second one. And you can find that on Spotify, all media streaming networks. Um, check out our gig list on Facebook and our website and just kind of keep in contact with us. Yeah. Cool. And I'll put all the links to everything in the show notes in case anyone uh, doesn't remember this uh, as they're listening, wherever you're listening. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys do come out here or I can come see you guys play live. I have a feeling that would be really fun. It looks energetic and it looks big and it looks like a lot of people on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's a real good time. <laughs> do, do you guys have clicks within the band? I meant to ask you that earlier. Like does the horn section like have their, their little thing that they do and then, or no. you guys are just all buds. I don't know if we're all buds. I'm the boss, so. <laughs> well, you can't be friends with the boss, okay? Don't be fraternizing with the help, man. No, we're all honestly like, we're, we're close. I mean, we're not all best friends. It's not like that, but, um, but we all really respect each other. Um, and when we, we all have literally the same dream and same goal. So we respect that and we respect that process to get there. So when we're in the same room, we mess with each other and when we're on tour, like we're always messing with each other. I would yeah. say that Jorgen and Aaron have a best bud relationship, which is our drummer. Yeah. But yeah, we, yeah. we both stay up late so, and are really loud. So <laughs> Or are they trying to get, or are they trying to get me to leave the bar? <laughs> that too. Um, no, we all we all have a lot of fun. We all get along really great um, on and off stage, which makes it just so much more pleasurable, you know, yeah. to be in a group together. When it's like, I like all you people, and like, yeah, we all have. You don't want to be fighting all the time. Yeah. No, no, we want to be fighting over the what music matters. aspect yeah. of it, and not like I think you're a mean person, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah so. we'll get into, I mean, things get a little heated when you're talking about music and sure. passion. And if I'm like, I don't want to hear that in the song, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, those are always interesting conversations. But like, like I said, at the end of the day, like we all want the same thing. We want to serve the music and we're all on the same team. Yeah. Just to let people know, if you don't know, uh, musicians have egos and that's very big <laughs> ones. It's the worst for the worst, <laughs> the worst. And that's how we get stuff done. Yeah, yeah, I always say this. I tell <laughs> Jorgen, what do I say? What do I say, Jorgen? We get so we get to the studio last night because we're gonna listen to the songs and like go through and stuff. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, but you know, I always get last say. <laughs> I, that's her thing. She always goes. She like pretty much starts every night with that. Like, this is what we're gonna do, but I get last say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny though. It's just funny to make him like almost say it though at this point. Now I'm just doing it on purpose. <laughs> You're the boss. But I will say 99% of the time, you can't even tell me I'm wrong. I usually go with what the band wants to do. It's that 1% that I say, you know what? We're not going to do that. <laughs> this is usually what happens is that your ideas are so good that we latch onto them. And then yeah. what are you buttering up for? Look, it's your name on the kick drum. You call the shots. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. Well, at the end of the day, I love all these guys. And um, it, it's been really nice talking to you. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to check out all your stuff and hopefully see a show of yours. Oh, I don't have a show. I just stand there and play songs. It's not a show. I mean, that's a show <laughs> if you're capturing audiences. Where do you we'll play in Nashville? We'll see. Um, it's been a while. I played, uh, there's a place here called The Basement that I've always um, favored. 
there's been a couple that have shut down that I really like, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't play as much as I used to I have two kids and life is crazy, but I've been writing a lot and making stuff again. So, um, yeah, I'm going to check you out for sure. Well, thanks. I'll get back out there and do some stuff, but yeah. Um, the question is, are you going to have a family band with the kids? Uh, well, that is a big question. Um, my 10 year old is very much into guitar right now. He's he already has three or four guitars and he's just like, I got him a pedal for Christmas. He's all into it. Um, amazing. My, my biggest fear is that my kids will hate and resent music. My wife yeah. is also a musician too. So I'm like, I hope we don't push it on them too hard. I think that my kids, um, are not going to be able to get out unscathed. Their mom is a really good singer. I do it. My family does it. Um, yeah, they're surrounded. So yeah. it's just, it's going to happen. Somehow. It's going to be a natural thing. I think Jorgen, your kid will like, when you have children, all of your children will be in some kind of weird band together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me and my wife have a bluegrass weird group band. together, like bluegrass Americana. And she has oh, cool. another group with like Americana group. So I'm yeah. starting that kid on like an eighth size fiddle, just little yes. two guys, you know, and just. Yeah. I think the hardest part is me not pushing him to do what I think he should do. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like, I let him watch me and then hope he falls in line somehow. But you know, He's going to make his own choice. He already doesn't like dad riffs too much, but he loves rock music, which I'm yeah. a big fan of him uh, into like his favorite band is the black keys. And then that's simple blues riffs. And there's so, so you're saying cool. that he's going to be in our band. <laughs> it's possible, <laughs> but he might be the boss. He has red hair and blue eyes too. So really? Whoa. Does. Watch out. You know, oh, run things. Let me I tell you, this. we're the part of the 1% club. You let I him know, know that. I know all about it. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, thanks for uh, being on the podcast and taking your time out to do this. Absolutely, this has been fun. It's been good nice to, to just chat. Yeah, good to meet you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll stay in touch and we can do this again at some other point. And talk about another song because there's endless amounts. There is absolutely. You just call us back Too close.